0: Welcome to Done and Done. I'm Alicia, your hostess on this podcast journey, All Things Dominic Dunn, where nothing is linear and everything is connected. Thank you so much for joining me today for this very special episode. We today celebrate our man Nick's birthday, October 29th. And what a perfect time to bring on to Done and Done, my very, very favorite, Andy Bilotti. Andy is from Astrology with Andy. He is a delight. Andy Bellotti comes in and hangs out with us this week to break down the overview of Dominic Dunn's natal chart. Even if you're not into astrology, if you are into Dominic Dunn, this episode may provide a different level of insight into our man, Nick. I will be adding the graphic of Dunn's natal chart to DunnandDunn.com to all of the social media, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, if you would like to look along at what Andy and I are seeing as well in the episode. Before we begin our natal chart exploration with Astrology with Andy, huge news investigators, everyone is getting lucky next Saturday. It seems like weekends might be exactly the most marvelous time to cozy up with some done and done For a little bit of guilty pleasure listening, I do invite you to join me next Saturday, November 5th for a whole new entire season. Yeah, you heard me right. I said it. No need to even wait a week between episodes. A whole season is dropping for you next Saturday, all at the same time, just for you. Big stuff happening here. I really do love a birthday celebration. I hope you'll join me for that. And a big happy birthday to all my Scorpios out there too, wishing you the most wonderful of years. All right, investigators, what was written in Dominic Dunn's stars? Let's investigate. delighted to welcome you, Andy Bellotti to Done & done. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for having
1: me. I'm glad to be here.
0: This is going to be a super special episode. You have graciously come on to do something a little special for all of our investigators today. Yes, I'm looking forward to it. Let's talk astrology. Let's talk astrology. So Andy, introduce yourself to everybody and tell everybody what a professional astrologer does.
1: Sure. So I'm Andy Bellotti. I am a professional astrologer. I've been reading charts for 21 years, but I started my business three and a half years ago. And essentially, as an astrologer, I read birth charts. And what that means is that I get a glimpse of who you are from an astrological standpoint, looking at your upbringing, your Emotional base, how you handle emotions, what careers you're better suited for. And then also, there is a bit of a predictive element in astrology where I can also take a look at what does the upcoming landscape look like for you, and really more in terms of when is a better time to focus on certain things. So I always say astrology, when I talk about forecasting, it mainly talks about here are the events and situations that you'll have to respond to. You have free will to choose what you want to do, but I think that when you know what's coming up, you can be better prepared. And I always use the analogy of a weather forecast. If you know that it's going to be thirty degrees and that it'll likely snow later in the evening, you'll probably dress appropriately than if you don't know that information. So you you do have free will. We're not puppets on. Uh, the strings moved by the planets. But I think that when you're aware of what's coming down the road, you can make better decisions.
0: I find your insight fascinating. I have never quite had an intuitive reading exactly the way a natal chart had been done, which prompted my question to you. You typically deal with natal charts of people who are currently alive. What would happen if we flipped the script and took a look at Dominic Dunn's natal chart for how it may have charted against the course of his life and furthermore, what we're doing here with our podcast?
1: Yeah. And that was a great question because birth charts are basically timeless in the sense that of course, once somebody has passed, You can't really do any kind of forecasting, but their astrological imprint remains. So this is why you can look at somebody's chart, whether it's somebody who passed away two weeks ago, 20 years ago, or 300 years ago, and just take a look at this is what was in their birth chart. And then, of course, you can kind of have a conversation of how did they express their astrological energy? Because what I always explain to people is that, you know, let's say that you are a Capricorn. Well, there's probably what, 700 million other people in the world who are also Capricorns, but they have different birth charts than you. And Capricorn energy can be lived out a myriad of ways. You can live it out in the most productive, healthy way, or you can also live it out in what we in astrology call with its shadow qualities, which are the unhealthy ways to express it. So of course, when you know somebody's biography, You can have a conversation of, oh, well, it looks like their Capricorn energy was expressed really well, but maybe their Aries moon wasn't expressed so well. So it's a really fascinating way to just look back on somebody's life. Thank you for playing along with where my
0: curiosity led me. All right, investigators, without any delay, Andy, you have been so kind to pull the natal chart for Dominic Dunn, born October 29th, 1925, in Hartford. Connecticut. Our investigation does not go so far, is in providing a time of birth. So we are going a little bit more general here than you normally would. Correct. What do you see, my friend?
1: Well, what's very interesting to me about this chart is that there's quite a lot of Scorpio energy here. He has the sun in Scorpio and also Mercury in Scorpio. So let me just break that down a little bit. Scorpio is a sign that has a lot to do with the depths, the shadows about going underneath. You know, one thing that Scorpio does very well is that Scorpio uh, is unafraid of delving into things that maybe other people are a little bit more squeamish about. And what's especially fascinating is that, my understanding at least, is that later in his career, he was very much about true crime is that correct absolutely dominic dunn had a whole entire
0: third act writing about true crime and justice for victims in a number of ways really getting into undercover investigative behind the scenes stuff that would not be your typical press but done very much in a way specific to him
1: Which is so Scorpio, because oftentimes when my clients have either a Scorpio moon or a Scorpio sun, I often say that when you have so much Scorpio energy, there's an inherent attraction to things that are a little bit darker. So for some people, it might be things that are very psychological, but for other people, it's being very interested in crime because true crime is a very Scorpio thing, because there you're dealing with a lot of darkness and violence, of course. The other thing that I find very fascinating about his chart is that his chart, the sun, is what we call unaspected. And let me just break that down, because I I don't want to speak in jargon here. But in essence, his sun is in his chart not connected to anything else. In other words, his sun is not connected to his Venus or to his moon or to his Pluto. It's just sitting there. And oftentimes what this means is that especially growing up, when you have an unaspected son, there's a sense of not belonging. There's a very sense much, of very much. Yes. Mm, yeah, because the sun is my identity, my sense of self, who I am. When it's sitting there in the chart, just kind of floating around, the person whose chart this belongs to will often say to me, you know, growing up, I had a hard time maybe feeling connected or feeling understood or feeling like I belonged. And that really stood out to me as well.
0: It's perfectly accurate, Andy. This plays in a number of ways. Dominic growing up had a very difficult relationship with his father, very much disconnected from feeling like he belonged. He was the sissy kid. He was excluded just for not being his older brother and all of the things that his parents wanted him to be, father especially. Tagging back on something just previously, Dominic had always been very curious about true crime. He used to sneak out of boarding school as a high schooler to go get the newspapers, the New Journal American, to get the latest on the Lonergan case. We've talked about this. He was fascinated by the Ann and Billy Woodward case in 1955.
1: Wow. And then the other thing, too, that makes perfect sense with what you said, he has the planet Mercury in Scorpio. And not only that, but his Mercury is doing three things, and I'm going to break them each down individually. But Let me just give you the overview at first. He has Mercury conjunct, or that means very close to the planet Saturn. And then he has Mercury getting along with or in harmonious angles to both Uranus and Pluto. Let me break all of that down. First of all, Mercury talks about how we communicate, how we think, and also how we write. So the Sun in Scorpio, Mercury in Scorpio gives that very probing mind that wants to know more, that wants to dig deep, that wants to investigate Then you have Mercury next to Saturn. Now, Saturn is the planet of maturity. Saturn is uh, well-developed skills. Whenever you have somebody with Mercury, Saturn, they usually have some kind of gift with either writing or speaking because what happens is that as a child, you have maybe a more grown-up way of looking at the world or a more mature way of writing. You can be ahead of your peers in that sense. And then the fact that his Mercury is so well connected to Uranus and Pluto, Uranus is a planet that has to do with breaking the mold, doing things differently. So with Mercury getting along with Uranus, uh, I see a a very creative mind. uh, Also somebody, though, who had the potential to maybe shake things up, do things differently. And then you have Mercury getting along with Pluto which Pluto is the planet that is in charge of or rules Scorpio. So more Scorpio here, more fascination with crime and death and things that other people might find dark. So definitely, you know, the fact that his Mercury, which is all about writing is so strong, makes a lot of sense. This is incredible. Andy, do me a favor
0: though. And tell me about this other side with a remind me of the term again, unaspected sun. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. with an unaspected sun. Talk to me about Dominic's moon over here, kind of on
1: the equal and opposite side. Yeah, he has his moon in Aries. And, you know, the moon has a lot to do with my emotions and my needs. Now, if you notice, though, his moon only has one aspect. There's one red line coming out of his moon, connecting it to Pluto. So he has what I call a challenged moon. Now, what's interesting is that uh, the moon also talks about our childhood. And Pluto here is squaring his moon. Now, Pluto is not a bad planet, but because Pluto is squaring his moon, it means that Pluto's more challenging or negative qualities are being lived out. So time and time again, whenever I see a Pluto moon square, I see a childhood where the person whose chart this belongs to felt very powerless because when pluto squares our moon there's usually one parent maybe both but usually one who is extremely domineering now pluto is on a continuum like anything else in a chart at its least problematic a pluto square is a parent for whom nothing we did was ever enough but if you keep going down that continuum, there can be John abuse, whether it's verbal, mental, physical, sometimes even sexual. Now, again, people live this out differently. But whenever somebody has a Pluto moon square, that's a telltale sign of already a pretty rough childhood. That certainly
0: was his childhood. And it manifested in a number of ways throughout his life. He's got one other aspect to me, though. as we explore in done and done both Dominic Dunn's writings and his life and his connections to everything. Do you see anything in this chart that indicates a heightened level of secrecy or deception or hiding something?
1: Yes. Well, a few things. Again, there's a lot of Scorpio here, the sun, Saturn, Mercury, and Scorpio. And one of Scorpio's inherent traits is that there can be, and that's why Scorpio relates to whatever is underground and hidden. Scorpio can be very much about keeping secrets, but also if you notice his Mercury does have a a red line coming out of it, squaring Neptune. Now Neptune by square relates to deception, optical illusions, fantasies Um, It's not always malicious intent and lying, but whenever there's a Neptune square, things are not what they seem. So there is something here. Now, Neptune squaring Mercury could play out a few different ways. One is that there is somebody who in some way, shape, or form is not always honest or has to create scenarios. It can also, of course, just point to somebody, though, who has a very rich fantasy life. And maybe in their mind, um, they might imagine all sorts of scenarios that they believe to be true, but actually aren't. So this is where, again, you know, in a in a reading with a person, I would say, here's what I see as far as Mercury squaring Neptune. How did you play it out?
0: I think he plays it out both ways, actually. Mm. There's definitely some duplicity. There's Mm. definitely some shadow selves in his life, especially as he will in his second act in hollywood misuse alcohol and drugs to a level that is pretty risky that's what sort of makes his second and third act of vision is dominic will get clean in order to begin his third act
1: mm. which is very interesting too in light of that pluto moon square because pluto when it's squaring the moon again the moon is my needs and one thing that can happen with Pluto squaring the moon, and it is tied to a childhood where I felt like I wasn't good enough. Pluto is insatiable. So it'll often happen with Pluto squaring the moon is that you have somebody who has this tremendous void that they just can never fill up. And for a lot of people, of course, that can be drugs and alcohol. But that, whenever I see a very prominent Pluto, I would say 80% of the time, there can be a lot of self-destructive behavior.
0: Mm. This is utterly
1: fascinating. What else stands out to you about this chart? The other thing is his Venus. So he has Venus in a square 90 degrees away from the planet Uranus. So Venus mainly relates to how we, it's about our relationships, how we relate to other people, especially romantically With Venus squaring Uranus, again, there's a square, so it means that Uranus's more challenging qualities are coming out here. And Uranus is a very unpredictable start and stop. You know, it's the planet that rules electricity and earthquakes. There can be a lot of unexpected events. So I don't know if that, if with Venus squaring Uranus, this can play out a few different ways. One is that it can play out as having. Uh, partners who are very different from you. There can be age differences or just partners who are very unpredictable uh, and who bring chaos into our life. You know, Venus-Uranus will often be a chaotic love life.
0: I would say that Dominic would be the more chaotic one of that, Mm. at least within his marriage. He and Lenny were very, very different. She was uh, Aquarius' son. Much more staid. She was an heiress on her own, much less impressed with the razzle-dazzle, glim-glam of Hollywood celebrity, unlike Dominic, who had been obsessed for a long time. Mm. He was the chaotic one. She was much more secure in herself. He was always presenting an alternate sort of image of something. Bigger and grander and better than he was.
1: So in that sense, he embodied that that Uranus square. Yes, very much so. That makes very a lot so. of sense. Mm-hmm.
0: Andy, are there any other aspects here that are intriguing to you that would be interesting to pick up as we continue?
1: The last thing I'll say too about is Venus. He has Venus in a trine which means 120 degrees away from getting along with Neptune. And actually, Neptune in astrology is known as what we call the higher octave of Venus. So these are two very refined planets. And he also has Mars and Libra. So all of this combined tells me that there is a chart that probably really appreciated the finer things in life. There was a lot here about things maybe feeling fancy or high class, but at least there's a draw to all of that, because especially Mars and Libra is very much about the things that make me feel good or that really make me feel my best are things that are aesthetically pleasing. You know, that Venus-Neptune connection can be also very drawn to the arts or or to things that are glamorous. There's a lot of that here as well that would do him well.
0: Andy, I can't tell you how much I appreciate you coming on today. This has been a fascinating little slice of intersection of all sorts of things. We know that Dominic Dunn has written about going to see a fortune teller at times in his life. He was very into astrology, really gave a lot of thought to that. I couldn't think of a better way to honor Dominic Dunn in his birthday week than having you on. You rock. Thanks so much. Thank
1: you. A real pleasure.
0: Andy, tell all of our investigators how they can find out more about you and all the awesome stuff you do, because you have a lot of different vehicles to get a little bit of insight into your magic.
1: Of course. Uh, you can follow me on Instagram at Astrology with Andy. You can also go to my website, astrologywithandy.com, where I share blog posts. That's also where you can book a reading with me. I offer many different kinds of readings. I also have a podcast titled Astrology with Andy. So I would say the podcast, the Instagram, and the website.
0: Fantastic. Thank you again. This has been ever so revealing. It might not be the last time we see you, Andy, on Done and Done. I can't tell you how much I appreciate you.
1: Likewise. All the best.
0: Investigators, until we meet again, stay curious, look to the stars, and keep on investigating. Thanks for listening to the Done and Done Podcast, a Hemlock Creatives production. You can email us at doneanddone@gmail.com. at gmail.com. You can follow us on Instagram at doneanddonepodcast. For further information about our episodes or sources, you can find us online at www.doneanddone.com. See you next week, friends.